welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of the Chavez Podcast. It's a good chilly Friday, February 4th, 2022, years ahead of zero. And today I wanted to talk to you guys about an app that I discovered recently via YouTube ad called Good Notes. By no way, shape, or form did Good Notes pay me to do this advertising. I just figured I share my knowledge and my love for this app with you guys and just to share the word free of being paid of any promo ad. So this is a completely 100% non-biased review of this product. Mind you, I've only been using it for a week, so I'm pretty sure others who have been using it will probably have more tips or tricks to share uh, that, than I would. So please, if you guys do, don't hesitate to let me know, reach out to me, and I will be sure to you know, fix that problem. So this app, GoodNotes, unfortunately it's not free. You have to pay $7.99, but it's a one-time fee that you have to pay, but it is well worth it, guys. Trust me, I am very reluctant to pay for any kind of app, but it is well worth it in my opinion. As many of you know, I am an educator. I used to teach math and science, but currently I teach language arts. And I really hate the fact of having a pencil and paper with me all the time unless I really, really have to. I prefer to use my digital notes such as my iPad and my iPad pencil. I like to carry that with me wherever I go. I used to use an app called Flexel. Flexel is a very good app and no knock on it, it's great. The only downside that I would say to Flexel is that they don't have it available for, it's just for iPads only. It's not on all devices. Like I can't use it on my desktop, I can't use it on my phone. Now, one of the good things that I like about GoodNotes is that on GoodNotes, it is compatible for all Mac OS devices. Sorry, Android users, but as far as I know of, it's not for Android. Sorry. So I'll probably lose a lot of a lot of my Android listeners who are probably signing out. So when you guys do sign out, au revoir, take care. Anyways, so those of you that stay, uh, so yes, GoodNotes works for your desktop, MacBook, your iPhone, your iPad, everything you can annotate PDFs even PowerPoint presentations um, you can organize your notes in any type of type of way you can even have your handwriting uh, you know I, I think there's a feature where it can upgrade your handwriting for those of you that have horrible handwriting like I do myself you can personalize the notebooks that you use and you can save and reuse elements like little um, stickers you can even upload your own stickers to your notes it, it's very very intuitive great if you're a student in college or in any level in, in academics this would be the app for you now I would do recommend probably using it on an iPad with an Apple pencil um, you know I'm pretty sure there's other third-party pencils out there but from my experience Apple pencil works bomb with everything uh, so if you are gonna use it on a desktop you're probably going to need a tablet device and this is no again this is not a, a paid uh, ad or anything like that but the tablet that I use to write on my desktop on my Mac mini is called a let me see if I get it right a Wacom bamboo into tablet there's like three or four different types of bamboo tablets out there I have the very lowest uh, bare minimum tablet it was like 60 bucks um, just came with the tablet the stylus and four uh, nib pens uh, the, the little tips on the, on the pens it works great I've had it for like six years it's great so if you're gonna use it on a desktop I suggest you'll probably have to invest 
and uh, getting a tablet and being now that everything is being moved digitally, you know, in the education business, tests are going online, you know, uploading everything to Google, uh, Google Classroom. So it might be wise to make this investment on a tablet in case you're reluctant. But back to good notes. So what I like about good notes is that it, it's very easy to access your notes anywhere on any device. You can sync it up with your iCloud, um, on your Mac, on your iPhone, on your iPad, anything. It even has flashcards for you to help you study. You can easily share your notes to different people. So when you share your notes, you don't have to share it to only iPhone users. You can share it to anybody. You can also collaborate on the same document together live one-on-one. -on -one, so that's really, really cool. Um, kind of like the Google feature where you can share your documents and you guys are editing like, you know, whatever document or slide at the same time. Um, you can open your documents side by side. So like in your, whether you're on the desktop or on your iPad, I'm pretty sure it'd be hard on the phone because the screen's small. But on your desktop or your iPad, you can open documents side by side. And, you know, you can look at both of them at once. The organization feature, uh, I know I have many notebooks. And, you know, when you open the app, you, you can see all your notebooks and your folders. It's very clean. You can create as many folders and subfolders as you need. And, you know, rest assured that no matter how many notes, PDFs, and files you have, they can be easily found. I'm a messy person, and I, I like that feature. As far as annotating PDFs and, you know, PowerPoints, you can do that without typing into it. Okay, so it's perfect for signing documents, writing on lecture slides, or annotating articles. It's just amazing. Okay, now I talked about this earlier, but the search your handwriting feature, you can search any term to find any place it appears in your library, whether handwritten or typed. With the powerful handwriting recognition, you'll always find what you wrote. All right, so, you know, if it says user, you can box that in and it'll find it for you, the handwriting feature. It's it's a really really great tool. Uh, I know right now when I open it up on my uh, desktop, when you get to the main menu on the Mac, it says documents and has a little plus sign. You can create new. So when you create a new document, you have these couple of options. You have a notebook, a quick note like a post-it. You have a photo that you can take. You can upload an image, or you can make a new folder. I believe I said that already. If I didn't, you can make a new folder. I chose to make a new notebook so you can pick your cover whichever you want you can even give it a title and on the top of the features you, I really like the fact that you can add your own picture like for me I uploaded a picture of my daughter's first uh, cake smash birthday so I have that there on my on my cover and then I put a couple little stickers that I had there's one of an apple with an apple with a worm popping out with a smiley face then on the top right corner I put a sticker of a laptop computer with a happy face since I'm doing virtual learning and then after that you can just edit your pages uh, you can have a uh, legal page you can have uh, a blank page you can have grid paper page that the options are just endless for whatever it is so let's say for the first page you want to go with a legal page with the, the narrow lines uh, going horizontally that does not mean that your entire notebook is going to be subjected to that one type page every page can be different one page can be the grid paper another one can be blank another one can be the line paper it's it's great you can also upload pictures to your notes you can add text to your notes you can type in text to your notes you can color it with a highlighter 
you can write it with a pen obviously it comes with an eraser you can add different types of shapes to it you know it even has a laser pointer on there so if you're teaching or you're showing people anything you want to emphasize what you're going with I mean that's that's the best thing going for it and like I said it is $7.99 but it is very well worth it folks I, I would definitely invest in this um, I have used it in my classroom uh, right now to take notes I share it with my students uh, in our Google meets and it, it makes it easier I mean um, if my kids had access to tablets I'm pretty sure um, I, I would have them copy it down but I just take down my notes I upload them my kids save them in their Google drives and we go from there so I mean that that's really what I wanted to share with you guys was this app called good notes and unfortunately like I said earlier it is for Mac so I'll be sure to leave a link in the description somewhere so that way you guys can check it out because just by me talking about it and you guys hearing it does not do it justice it, it really doesn't now another couple of things that I wanted to uh, talk about I guess this episode also has to deal with a little bit of I guess it's more so of my teaching or education per se uh, compared to my last episode but I guess during virtual learning so far this year I gotta say it's going pretty good for me every day I try to do something different like I think this week what I did different was every beginning of class since I teach language arts uh, we've been reading something called an article of day an article a day I got this from a site called ReadWorks so the articles we've been reading they're just short one two page articles about basic facts um, nonfiction articles so the article we're reading today was about the brain how the brain works and stress how, how does it get happy what are its functions the parts of the brain how do we remember things and so on and my students really liked it so like the first 15 minutes of class we would read the article we have discussions we would highlight important information uh, via class kick that's another site that I can go over for another day uh, and after we read it and had our discussions and highlighted important information I went ahead and made a padlet and I just have my kids do a little self-reflection writing they would write me two or three things that they found interesting from the article and they could use a video they could speak they, they can say it in their audio or they can type it out they could also add gifs or pictures or anything to emphasize their points and at first it was kind of uh, when we did it this past Monday it was pretty challenging to get them to write because you know writing is really not a strong suit especially if you're not watching the kids you know chances are that they won't do it but what I've done is what I've learned is I gave them a time limit and I'm strict on that time limit and so I kind of let them know hey you got five minutes you got three minutes usually around the five or three minute mark out of the total ten minutes that I give them usually around three minutes that's when I start getting the posting poop, 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 poop. And in the beginning, eh, it was the writing was kind of rough. It just says, you know, I will get examples like the brain hustle remember. Not much, right? And as I noticed throughout the week, we started progressing. And most of the writing from my kids came more with details, more in depth. And I even added this past two days that after they do a posting, they were to respond to at least two of their class members about their posting and I kind of gave them some examples 
that you know a response does not mean I agree with you or that is awesome I even had one kid put 10 out of 10 for practically everybody I was like bro what? that's not even a response I'm not asking you to rate them it's like oh my goodness gracious it was one of those things anyways God bless that child but yeah like their writing really improved they really like it a lot so that's one thing that I am going to be keeping to for next week um, I want to keep my kids engaged and that's the thing that I hate is that in my school district they think virtual learning is they trying to replicate it exactly like in the classroom where you sit down and you do your work and everything like that but it's really not uh, my vision of virtual learning is you know, I should only be speaking no more than 30 minutes, 45 minutes. The rest of it is just for the kids working on their own, their self-paced. Um, I would prefer the kids working asynchronously, offline, but most of these kids lack the structure or discipline to do it at home. So my kids stay online, but I have them, that you know, I give them the choice. You can turn off the camera. Sometimes we go in breakout rooms by themselves, or sometimes we stay in the main call on Google Meets, and, you know, we just go into go through the work together i find that i hate doing that but i mean the kids need to be accountable sometimes and i guess most of these kids need an adult there to make sure they do the work because i'm sure as many of you educators and parents know if you give young kids 10 11 year olds 12 year olds the option you know the freedom too much freedom oh do your classwork they won't do it so that's one of the things that i'm definitely going to keep uh, using Padlet another um, thing that we're working on in class this six weeks is I'm having the students create a timeline of the Civil War using Google's Google Slides on Google Slides um, I wanted the kids to be creative and create a meaningful slideshow of what they've been learning in social studies so in social studies we've been talking about the Civil War the reconstruction of it, uh, the cause and effects, what led to the Civil War. So when I assigned this project, I really didn't want to give them much guidance. I wanted their creativity to kind of take over. I wanted them to kind of tell me what did they learn that was important to them about the Civil War. So I basically assigned this and I said, look, you guys are the teachers. You're going to make a presentation about what events, a timeline of events, that led to the Civil War. So they're not really telling me about the Civil War per se, not about like the battles or anything like that. I just want to know what events led to it. You know, so for example, like the Missouri Compromise, so on and so forth. They told me I have to put in dates, but that's pretty much it. That's all I told them. I didn't really give them much guidance. And they all freaked out like, oh man, am I doing it right? Am I doing this or so? And that that's part of the creativity that I'm trying to unlock with these kids is that for them to kind of think outside the box, for them to explore their own learning. I mean, for God's sakes, they have the internet that they can search up these um, answers. Now, one thing I did mention is if they post up videos from YouTube and put them inside their Google Slides, that that video alone cannot justify them learning. So what I did was I told them, you know, you can post a video, but be sure that you give me a summary explaining what that video is so hopefully we'll see how that goes I know some of them did turn them did not turn them in but they kind of showed me what they had so far and for the most part they came pretty good I mean for as best as you're gonna have them uh, create a, a student presentation 
I did have to help him show him like how to insert backgrounds and little things like that. I gave him some YouTube tutorials, stuff that they can explore. But I really wanted them to do to be in charge of their own learning. I think when they do more authentic activities like that, that really bright uh, broadens their, I guess, their knowledge of, of what they're learning, really engaging them. So for sure, next week I do want to implement more Flipgrids. And I'm kind of debating about telling them if I even have a podcast or not. Because if I tell them I have a podcast, then that means I got to watch out for my cussing. This is like the one time throughout my, my school day or school week that I can cuss freely. I can say, fuck shit, whenever I want. Now, if they, if they come out and start listening to this, oh, man. Can you imagine the backlash? Oh, man. With everyone being so sensitive nowadays. Jesus. Please tell you. But, anyways, so again, I'm not being paid for to describe those ads that I was talking about my tablet and everything like that. Um, the app Good Notes just wanted to share with you guys because I don't know how many are listening who are teachers or students, or if you know anyone that you know, you could say, hey, this thing could help you out because that's obviously what I'm here for. That's what I like. I'm currently right now trying to search for uh, some new features for my Mac Mini, my Mac Mini M1, and I'm trying to find a new camera and, and speaker because I'm using all the school ones. I'm trying to save my money, especially when I have a a new baby on the way, which is crazy. That, that that's that's something I haven't thought of much, to be honest with you. Well, my first baby, I, that's all she, I was thinking about. But then again, when I didn't have that much things going on when my first child was born, when my first little girl was born, because we were, us teachers in my district, we were allowed to work at home. Um, sports and all that was pretty much closed. There was no sports for middle schools, because I also coached in the middle school, baseball and softball. There was none of that. We just had high school, and even at that, high school was only for varsity. And that was it. Um, this year, they're since trying to get everything going in the spring and now in the well, in the winter, now in the spring, my schedule's just been hectic. Coming home like at eight o'clock for now is heaven for me because I know when games start, probably won't be coming home till like 10 or 11. But I just haven't, ha- I feel guilty because I haven't had much time to even think about my second daughter, which is she is due. Her due date is April 1st. I hope not. Can you imagine an April Fool's baby? Not cool. We did the 4D sonogram for my second daughter. And goodness gracious. I hope she comes out looking like me or at least like my first one. But I don't think so. I think she's going to have more of my uh, fiance side of the gene pool. When we did the 4D, I was like, ooh, looks nothing like our firstborn. But... Who knows? All in all, I just hope that God blesses us with a healthy baby girl. That's, I guess that's just really my main concern. As long as she's healthy, I'm fine. And what's even more crazy, ladies and gentlemen, is that we haven't picked out a name yet. With my first daughter, we already knew what her name was right away. With this baby, I feel guilty like I, we haven't really even came up with a good name. And people keep asking us, you know, me and my fiance, oh, what's the name? What's the name? 
and we honestly don't know but I'm pretty sure when we do know we'll keep it a secret till the till the day I would want to keep it a secret I remember I, I would have asked some friends and family members you know certain things and like for the names of, of their upcoming babies and they always keep it a secret ah so this time we're changing the, the shoes on the other foot we're gonna keep the secret this time <laughs> but anyways so I guess that's, that's pretty much where I am with my life right now um, baseball seasons in full swing here in Texas haven't really done much because thanks to this winter front that just came out of blue hell nowhere like right now let me check the weather what is the weather like right now right now it is 43 degrees outside which is way better this morning when I got up for work it was 34 degrees I love I love the cold but if I have to be outside for like two three hours and that wind, I it's the wind that sucks uh, if I had to be outside for baseball practice and stuff, I, I'm not a fan for it. But I do love the cold weather itself. I like having my little conchas, my hot chocolate. Being there with my fiance and my girl just watching movies and living the dream. That is a dream that we all strive for. And I even think today, Friday on February 4th, Jackass Forever comes out. I would want to go to the theaters and see that movie pretty much. I don't think my fiance likes those jackass movies. I don't know. We'll see. Well, guys, thank you for listening to me ramble on. This is going to be it for episode two. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. And I hope to see you around next time. Y'all take care and y'all have a great weekend. See you later.